0: Well, you're back So good to have you guys again um, This What you're about to hear is the second part of Emma Corina's episode As I said in the, the previous part The um, the initial interview when caught uh, was still frightfully long um, But what I've done is I've split them up into two parts for you To enjoy them at your leisure And not to get too bogged down with the detail um, So yeah, thank you very much for coming back Hope you enjoy the following episode And um, as ever if you enjoy it please give us a like and a share um, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a pop um, a popular rating that's, that's weird um, a positive rating if you could and a, maybe a good review if you have the extra few minutes and um, yeah enjoy the show and uh, I'll see you on the other side what would be if you could pick one like a moment in your training that you felt was defining that you felt that all of a sudden, things just started to shift into place, and you were like, "Fuck!" Or like, you know, what would if you could pick it, what would it be? Always takes everybody ages to answer that question.
1: <laughs> That's so hard. Okay, okay, maybe like one defining moment per main project. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like 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 the big projects that we do. I've had like a solid and and, and the reason it's with the big projects is I think is. I've learned the most from this course from other people. Like, there's only so far that you can go on your own. Like, you read. like, there's no point, there's no point in being a, in being a, good. <laughs> sorry, my words have left me. Um, the first time that I felt truly comfortable and powerful in the layer was when I did the play, it was about six weeks in. Tiny place for Ireland. Yeah. And I did the nation's assets. The one where the two characters are having sex, but not having sex.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did that play? Um, and like, that was the first time that I properly like because um, because that day, that showing, like the whole year was really like behind everybody, right? <laughs> And you could just that was the first time I properly felt the support of the whole room, like everyone was like
0: willing you to go, like, yeah,
1: yeah, it felt like everybody like had their hands under your feet like like it felt like they all were like making the floor you stood on, they were giving you foundation, and they weren't in the they weren't in the piece, they were just sitting in the audience, and you could just feel. The energy roiled off of them, and they were just holding us up and that was the so that was the first time I felt that because it was I think it was probably the first show we ever did, yeah, and it was so scary, it was so scary. I'd say the next would have been check off hmm with the improvisations
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I won't go into that because I'm sure that's spoiler territory, but um, yeah, again. It was like the whole year, like working as one. Yeah. And then I'd say some of my best work I've ever done was in Rutherford and Sons with David. Yeah. That was unreal. Oh, we had so much fun in that show. At the end of first year. So much fun. Huh?
0: At the end of first year.
1: Yep. End of first year. We had the best crack. It was, everyone was on point. It was, like, I don't know. That was one of the most... Um, that was probably the most awake I'd been up until that point. Now, second year. And again, not something I can talk about. Uh, movement with Sue. Mm. The first three months of second year. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everybody from second year up knows what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, that was my first, like... <clears throat> that was the point where I started to, like... Where my really calm, cool c- because I have this feeling that so everybody has always thought that I was a re- that I'm a really calm, cool, collected gal, right? <laughs> Nothing can faze me. I'm so like I'm on the ball, all that stuff, right? Mm. So my my facade is really solid, and then in those few months with Sue Mylan, that that facade that I had in, in like, in the professional world started to, like, peel away. Yeah. And so that was a huge, like... That was a great big breakthrough. Everything peeled away.
0: I feel like it's such a... Because one thing I I always say is, like, you just really have to hang on to those moments that, like, you really felt something happen. Because so much of the time during training, it feels like nothing's happening. Or, like, Mm. you know, because it's all it all sets in by like, you know, just by sleeping overnight and like, you know, it kind of, it, it, it takes so much time for it to just absorb into your body that you don't, you don't really notice that what's happening to you until there's a moment where all of a sudden you're like, oh, like this is like, there's so many times I've like, and like I rarely, and it's so funny because like you never go, you never really say this in, in drama school that much, funny yeah. enough. But I, I turned around to Cole, Cole Pettico in my ear and, um, at some point in first year and I turned cold and I just was like I fucking love acting and like it's so <laughs> it's so funny because there's something about us that gets so serious about it when we're training like I like I, I always try and hang on to that memory I had of being in like the Monfort studio on Tuesdays and like you know doing drama classes with Trevor and the guys and just that feeling of just pure innocence and pure joy and like I think because we're so passionate about it because we're so serious about it you get so swept up in wanting to get it right and wanting to do the do 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 justice that it's so important to just remember like I fucking love acting and like you know just because like that's you know
1: I fucking love acting man yeah I fucking love acting
0: it's so like, weird it's actually just such a weird thing to do though like and I think weird is yeah. the wrong word but like I'm always so fascinated by like how did you come to act like you know that's why I ask that's why I ask all these questions of like what your journey is from your first because like it's such a weird thing when you look at like uh, people and you're like well like at what point did you decide that you wanted to just do plays and like pretend to be other people and you know like what what clicked and I feel like it's such a and there's so many of us as well that like you're like how did like how did all these people arrive at the same point of just loving something so much
1: it's so weird like why do we like why do we like because everybody asks those questions everyone asks like why are you an actor right yeah yeah they ask like why did you decide to do this and honestly i don't i don't have i don't have a single clue me either i have no idea i don't know i don't know i don't know why i want to be an actor i don't know why i don't know why i enjoy it i don't know why it's something that i'm it's it's so I don't know why it's something I'm good at, I don't know why I can do it. I don't know anything. It's just there. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just there like it's, just, it's there. just something that Yeah. It's just there. And then when you get to third year, you get like you just get gifted.
0: Mm.
1: Play after play after play.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's so nice. Yeah it's so nice seeing it all happen we uh, what what you said earlier about like watching your classmates grow is it's wild it's so incredible watching at first oh going to see playboy last year was the ho- that was a defi- that was the highlight of that term going to see playboy seeing my boys seeing my bitches up there on stage. I nearly lost it every five minutes. I was like, ah, I was sitting in the front row. I was sitting in like one of those tiny stupid chairs. I was like sitting in front of that big bench that everyone jumps up on and nearly falls into the audience. I was in bits the whole way through. I was leaning forward. I was practically on the stage. Every two seconds, I was skating my shit laughing because it was so funny. And I just... And they're just so good. They're just so good. They're really good actors. Like, yeah, it's so weird because you forget how good they are. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. They're like, like, like you, like you watch them. And you're like, yeah, I really actually believe what you're saying. Like, well done, I don't believe <laughs> you. Like, I'll go and see professional shows, and I'll, and I won't believe the thing they're saying. And I'm like, but that's okay. You know, acting's hard. It's really hard. And I'll go and see my classmates perform, and I <gasps> go and to see Summer and Smoke this year, Dara.
0: Yeah, it was Dara. amazing.
1: It was. I I nearly died. I was sit, I was again front row. I will never not be in the front row for my classmates. I was in the front row, sitting forward, practically on the stage again. Every five seconds, they'd say something fucking hilarious. <sighs> I just couldn't handle myself, yeah. and then it was so emotional, it was so sad and then like it was really scary and people like got beaten up barely got beaten up on stage and I nearly <laughs> died and it was yeah. yeah from watching them perform
0: because you kind of you kind of like it's so mad because you go through so much together as a class and obviously, obviously the training is different for every individual person like you're always in a you're always at your own spot in the training but you all go through it together as a class. Like, there's nobody in the building. There's no two years in the building that have the same experience. Like, there's no. not at all. And, like, there's some of my classmates that I watch now. Just seeing them go from not being that confident or, like, not being too, you know, or just finding something that I knew, that I know they struggled with. Like,
1: yeah, it's such a
0: special thing because you're like, they got there, and it's like it's such a like, it's such an affirming thing because sometimes when you look at yourself in the training and you're like, okay, but where the fuck am I? It's so nice to just look at somebody else and go like, whoa, look what the fuck they are. Do you know what I mean? Like, look where they got. Like you know, and I, you know no, that, you know that they had their own struggles, and you know that they, just fucking flew into it like it was oh.
1: And to see them achieve it, it's almost like it's almost like this weird internal validation of like, oh, thank God, I can I can do that too. Yeah. You know, seeing someone else achieve something, it's like, oh, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be fine because, yeah, all I need to do is, I don't know, apply myself in that way or whatever, but like seeing them succeed is...
0: Oh, it's the best. Because like, <laughs> acting is like, like, it's the exact opposite of a solo profession or like a solitary profession. Like you do, you always work with people. And then, so like, if we're saying that that for you would be the best thing about drama school, um, mm. like what then would be the hardest thing that you encountered about drama school?
1: I'd say the hardest thing is absolutely um, the opposite. So if the best thing is an incredible ensemble, the hardest thing is when you have to, for me, is when I have to look at myself hmm. and I have to work alone and I have to, like... And, and it's not that you have to. It's not that you actually have to be self-critical. Yeah, it's, ha- it's, it's when... There are certain journeys that you have to take alone. And not because you've fallen behind or anything, but because you feel like you're like you just need to get somewhere Hmm. and so you go it alone because nobody can help you get there yeah no teachers can help you no ensemble can help you you just have to do it on your own and then in at that time you kind of get it's it can get kind of awful yeah i find and there are certain things you have to do alone there's there's certain things nobody can help you with um there are certain obstacles you need to pass um yeah, and that's yeah, and I don't even know if I don't even know if that's a necessary um thing to do. I d- I don't know if you actually need to do anything on your own, but I have done, and that's been very 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 difficult.
0: Yeah, it is one of those harder skills to learn. Um, how yeah. to fix a problem because right?
1: like... like because there are bits of acting that you like. <laughs> It can be quite lonely because it's like in the real world because it's such an unreliable profession, mm. right? So you're not going to be in work all the time because, because is acting is <laughs> that's uh, that does make sense. It does make sense. The best bits about being an actor is actually getting to act. Yeah, and like actually getting to be in a play, mm. and you're usually and I always find that. I, that like when I'm actually on stage and like like when I'm in a room and I'm working, um, I find that like some, like, like there are, there are some occasions where it can be very, a very particular thing that I'm struggling with and that you're trying to work through with the director and you can get really frustrated with yourself. But the majority of things that I struggle with are things that is, is outside of the room, Yeah, you know? Yes. And being an actor outside of the room can feel quite isolating and lonely. Because when you're in the room, you kind of feel like... Because when you're in the room, everyone's getting notes, you mm. know? Everyone's getting notes and everybody's like on, everyone's on the same journey. Um, we're all on the same day of rehearsals. Uh, we've all gone through the same stuff. And then when you leave the room, everybody else's struggles that you were a part of and that you were trying to support and everything—all of them kind of disappear, and it's just your struggles that kind of come to the fore. And you try and like one of my issues is that I try to fix all of the things that um, I try to fix all the things that that I feel went wrong in inverted commas in the rehearsal. I've had to fix them outside of the room sometimes. Mm. Like, when they've really occupied my mind. And when I do that, that's when things start to go awfully. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's when everything gets very lonely.
0: So, my thing with that is that um, a big part of maintaining kind of like a healthy attitude to drama school is kind of accepting that sometimes getting criticism is really shit. Because like, I, I feel like, yeah. because I think so much of the time we kind of have to tell ourselves um, that, you know, it's all about learning and it's all, you know, it's building you up to be stronger. And it is, like it totally is. But also it's really fucking hard sometimes when you're there and you're kind of just getting a barrage of notes. And it's all... Like it's all so constructive and it's all so so much to help you, but it is really hard because there's almost like it's almost it almost feels taboo to be upset about it or like taboo to be like yeah. to feel a bit hard done by because it's because it's like yeah but you're learning and it's like oh like you're that's why you get notes, and um, and it is like it do totally is that but it's really important for all of us to kind of collectively say like it's all right to feel shit at the end of the day when you're just getting a barrage of notes because it's because the whole point of getting the notes is that you're not getting it right yet so yeah and you keep getting up there and you keep trying and like you know it, it's such a hard thing to do acting because you're just getting up and you're you give so much yourself to it that it's when you're constantly kind of being told that what you're doing is wrong it can feel a bit um, it can just feel a bit shit but then also it's it's also completely okay to bask in those moments when you're told that you're doing something good like I feel like
1: oh yeah, they're lovely they're
0: brilliant and I think it's such a weird thing that we all like it's really nice to hear and I don't know if this is true for everybody but sometimes I feel like if I get a good note or if like some, a director tells me well done I kind of almost have to like receive it and then just fuck it out of my head because it's like do you know because it it kind of feels like um you yeah. get you get that and you're like oh, br- oh that was really nice and that really actually meant quite a bit because I you know I've been struggling with this bit for a while but then it's like you get you get that you get that good note and you get like, well, you get the well done, you get the thumbs up. And then you feel like in order to be a good actor or to succeed, you have to completely ignore it. But I think it's really important yeah. to kind of live with it and take it in and kind of go like, you know, I actually, you know, it, today was a good day for me and that's all right. It's all right to have a good day. Um, as, yeah. a, as much as it is to all right to have the bad days. Cause like, you know, and another, so, What it's such a vital part of it because it's something that I've struggled with, living with drama school like managing living, managing, a life's a healthy lifestyle, because I feel like that's one thing that you, I'm I was never prepped for like how much time and, particularly because like we both moved away from home having to like look after ourselves, um, in a new way because you have to manage eating properly you because like you're you're in there at all hours, um eating eating properly sleeping properly drinking enough water like did you encounter any struggles with managing your lifestyle and if you did how did you um counterbalance it right
1: this so so this is like i'd say my biggest struggle with drama school so okay so a little bit earlier we were talking about like the best bits and the worst bits and i was saying the worst bits is when um You sort of go into yourself and you make it a solo journey right and part of that is taking care of yourself and that's part of the um so that became part of the hardest bit of being in drama school so in i'm gonna let you into my my foundation mindset right
0: okay
1: in foundation so i've so so whenever i've been in drama school i've kind of had really terrible relationships with food right hmm. so in foundation would you like to know what i have for dinner every single night i
0: think you told me i think you told me this before
1: like, I, I i'm sure i absolutely did because i was critiquing your <laughs> every evening meal let me let me tell let me tell the people um your every evening meal for the past um not for the past year you've been getting better i have been and getting sometime, better Like sometimes you'll make a stir fry and there'll be vegetables that make their way into your body. And I think that's wonderful. But first year Dara exclusively ate spaghetti with like one small spoon of pesto. And if you were feeling fancy, like a bit of ham. (laughs) Only when you were feeling fancy. And so you'd, you'd make enough that half of it would come into school with you. Yeah. Right? Now, let me tell you why I can't judge that. Go for it. In foundation, what I would do is um, I would buy a pot of Collie and Sully creamy tomato soup. Oh, God. And two, um, like, small baguettes. <laughs> right and i was very good i didn't use the microwave i would pour that soup into a pot but i'd only pour half of it so i pour half the soup into a pot heat it up um put the rest of the soup in the fridge um i would get one of my baguettes and once the soup was hot i poured it into a bowl and i would eat that soup with one of the baguettes And then the next day I would bring my other baguette and the half pot of soup into the leer. I would heat up the soup in the microwave and I would eat it with the other baguette. And that was what I ate every single day for those six months. Really, really, really bad. And so of course that um, deeply affected my um, mental and physical health Mm. for those six months. So that the last three months of foundation, because as I've said, my um my personality facade is everything's cool, I'm not fazed by anything. People I've been told I can be quite intimidating from that point of view because mm. surely people surely nobody can be that um together. Basically just running myself into the ground and then my dog died that was awful i remember that yeah i assume that's i assume that's another reason why foundation was a bit shit because um my my poor dog was really sick like my dog he was mine i got him when i was 10 and his heart was inflamed his left ventricle collapsed like all of his um organs were really like inflamed and then he died and i wasn't told. And I felt it when he died. He died on um, Monday, the 29th of February. It was a leap year, 2016. 29th February, that Monday was when he died. And I woke up on Tuesday morning feeling like shit. And I, 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 I wasn't told. So I cried that day. Ailish McLaughlin was in my ear. And we did this, we did an improv that day. And it was really weird. And it got really emotional. And I didn't know why. And so she kind of, asked me if I was okay and I was like yeah I'm fine I'm just in weird form today and I went home that Friday in foundation I pretty much went home every week hmm. um I went home that Friday I got out of the car my other dog Mary was there he came up and I was like where's Beagle and then uh my dad was like I've got something to tell you and I was like what is it and he was like Beagle died and I was like oh wow it's such a solid like support for me from when I was very young yeah because I'm you know closed off person as you know yeah. and so i would put put all of my uh, my real stuff like into my dogs so he died and that was awful and then i had to come back early on sunday because we were doing this um you know the irish times theater awards yeah. Yeah, that year we I was a volunteer and we were performing. We had to do like this dance at the start, all the volunteers. And it was so awkward and weird. So I basically, so I had to park my feelings because that's what actors do. We park our feelings. And so I did. And then I went and I did that show and... We stayed out until like two AM. We went to the. We were invited to the after party. We met loads of famous people. It was lovely. And then I went into school on Monday, and because I'd parked my feelings, they were still parked until about. Um, and I remember that morning. I met. Uh, I got in, and then by lunchtime, I like. It was after movement, and I sat, and I just, and I was sitting outside, and it was the first time I was able to. You know, it's it, because it was movement brings stuff out of you. Mm. And I was just sitting outside putting my shoes on. And again, Ailish McLaughlin, um, the uh, <laughs> wonderful empathetic angel that she is, yeah. she came up to me and she said, "Are you okay?" And I said, "No." And then I started weeping. And then she brought me down into the um, prep room, and I cried. And then she went to the shop and she bought me a cream egg. <laughs> <laughs>
0: unfortunately it is kind of necessary because sometimes you do need to go in but i think sometimes you do need to go in and you need to do the work but like it's also so important to find time outside of that to deal with it which is hard because like time is one of those things in drama school that just sort of fades away but like that 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 time needs to you need that time to heal heal those wounds because otherwise it's just going to make the work that much harder like um
1: yeah
0: and this is a this is a gas question um but was, <laughs> was there ever a moment um throughout any of the training that you ever considered leaving the school, dropping out?
1: Oh yeah. Like see see the thing is like I would think about dropping out all the time. Like all the time. Like every time I went home to Cork. It was never really when I was in Dublin because when because you know, it's it's that thing of when you're in the vicinity you park your feelings yeah. and you get on with it. Um, it was whenever I went home to Cork, um, not most weekends, but like whenever we had a break of like four weeks or so, I would be sitting in my bed and I'd just go, I could just, I could just stay here and I could not, and I could just not go back and nobody could blame me for that. And, um, and, and that'd be fine. And I could do that. And I would entertain that for like, for as long as I could, (laughs) I would entertain that thought for ages until the time came to go back. And then I go. Ugh, well, we have Chekhov. Who's gonna play Dunyasha? Yeah. Who's gonna play Varia? So I think I have to go back for these next three months, just so that like, yeah, because I can't let I, I can't let the cast down. And and then I'd go home for Easter, and I go, Do you know what? I could just stay here, and nobody would judge me. No one would judge me for leaving. No. I, I could just stay here and not go back, and then the time would come, and I'd go, oh, who's going to play Mrs. Henderson, and who's going to play the second Janet, because no, there is nobody that can replace me, Um, if I don't go back, clearly everyone's just going to lose it, and cry, and not get any work done, because everyone would miss me so much, and So I would always, whenever I was like, I'm going to just not go back. This time I'm not, I'm just not going to go back. Um, The thing that always made me go, oh, fine, whatever, would be the fact that like, it's an ensemble, you're, you're hired into the school as a group. Mm. It's not that you're like allowed in, they are hiring you as actors and you are hired as a group. And If one of you skips out, it's like, well, what's everyone else gonna do? Like, they're like, everyone else is gonna be fucked if I leave. What? What? What's everyone else gonna do? Like, I can't. I would entertain it every single time, and then for summers, I would go away and I'd be like, you know what? I could just not come back, and this time it would be okay. This time it would be fine. But then before we left, we were told it was Romeo and Juliet, and I was like. And I was like, well <laughs> But but that's 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 just me now. That's how I figure out all my um all my dilemmas all my personal dilemmas I usually put it outside of myself. If I like yeah, it's how I convince myself to do everything. Yeah. Like like once um like once I was cast in anatomy of a suicide, I was like, ah, wouldn't it be gasp if I just dropped out right now? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like because they cast me as bonnie and i was like whoa i'm not um i'm not uh i'm not emotionally equipped to do this um and i was i asked me in the other show because i was like i don't think i can actually be in an anatomy of a suicide without um without losing it so yeah they cast me as bonnie and i was like i could just drop out right now and um i could make up some excuse and it'd be fine nobody would nobody would really care and then I was like well who else is going to play Bonnie yeah nobody else Um, because whenever I get cast as something I kind of realize well of course I got cast as that nobody else can play that part it's I'm the only person qualified to play that part which is ridiculous that's just the way my brain works every time (laughs) I get cast I'm like well that's my role no one else can play it and um and nobody else um should ever have to try <laughs> so uh yeah so i got cast by and i was like i'm gonna drop out and then i was like well no one else can play it no one else can do that role um i'm the only i'm the only person with the personal experience to play that role i'm the only person who gets it even though that's not true any any one in my year could do that part but like whether it's mine it's mine you know
0: sometimes so, though you do you, yeah so, How's it going, everyone? So sorry to interrupt. I hope you sincerely are enjoying the podcast. Um, And I'm sorry to be cutting in, but I just wanted to ask you all a quick favour. Alongside having already done me a massive favour by clicking on and listening to the podcast, which, once again, we really appreciate. What would be extra appreciated is if you you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could maybe give us a cheeky five-star rating. Um, and maybe write a review a good review preferably um, bad reviews they, they don't tend to really help that much um, but if you were able to leave, leave us a five star rating and write us a review it could really help stretch the the net that this podcast could uh, could cast the podcast cast um, so if you could find the time to do that that would be really really greatly uh, appreciated Um, So yes, I will not be taking up any more of your time. Once again, if you can, five seconds, five-star rating, a good review, it would make the world of a difference to this series. Um, And I would love you forever. Genuinely, I mean that. Um, So yes, enough out of me. Back to the show. You do have to kind of convince yourself of that, though. You do kind of have to kind of... Because you... One like not not that you have to, but like there's certain times when the role comes down your way, and you're like, right, well, they've clearly seen that I'm fit to play this role. They must be right, and you know, because I feel like if you kind of if you spend all your time kind of going like, well, you know, it's like it's like yeah, well, like you know, so many other people could have like. You know, once you get the role, the role is yours. Like the role is yours to play, and then like and obviously you have to do that thing of meeting the role and like not not expecting the role to meet you and all that kind of shit like of you know you have to rise to that occasion of um of playing it but it's your it's your occasion to rise to do you, do you know it's like that's 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 what it is like yep. um
1: because, because i have this thing where where no matter what um no matter what role i'm cast as the second I'm cast as it, um, I quickly come to the realisation that that role is actually the best role in the show. Yeah. It always has been the best role in the show. Um, my brain tells me that it is the best role that has ever been written in any play, you know? Yeah. Which has turned out to be like, it's it's actually quite like, it's a really weird way for the ego to manifest. It is. You know? Yeah. It's really, really weird. It's kind of helpful. It's but so like, helpful. Because, that's, kind of, yeah.
0: because I, that's the thing that they... Like, kind of what Hillary says of, like, this, like, do you know she, she's like, it's like the person... So, like, the cast list goes up for Hamlet. And the person who gets cast is Rosencrantz or Guildenstern and goes, like, okay, this play is Rosencrantz's play. This play is Guildenstern. Like, you kind of, like... Because otherwise, like, you don't go through your life being, like, I'm a supporting character in somebody else's story absolutely so like you're kind of like i'm my own main character i'm and it's such a weird thing to say because it's a weird thing to kind of say about (laughs) it's like i'm it's like i'm not a supporting character i'm i'm a protagonist like you know like so like
1: that's exactly that's exactly and it's so weird that that's the thing because that's exactly what happens like when when you get cast as um some weird supporting character and like i am obsessed with playing supporting characters like We've spoken about this before. There's so much freedom in a supporting character. Like, it's so... Like, you can basically do anything you want because, like, directors are busy and they have all the things to worry about. They've got the plot to worry about (laughs) and they've got to figure out how to make that work. So you can do whatever you want. And there's... And it's so easy for the whole story to be about you. And yet, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But that is just... And yet, as, like, a working actor, you don't do that. As, as a working actor, you know that this story is about, like, you, you know where the focus needs to be. Yeah. Like, that's your actor brain. And then your character brain knows that this whole story is about you, but your actor brain allows you to not, like, be selfish. Yeah, you know? totally. And when they both work in tandem, it works really, really well. But every time, no matter when I get cast, it's always... I'm always the main character and, and it's so funny like being in Merchants of Venice and I played the Duke and I'm like lads clearly like I know that you all think this is about like Portia and uh I was gonna say Benvolio and Balthazar but they're both in Romeo and Juliet um everyone thinks the story is about them but it's really not the story is about <laughs> the Duke and her city and yet your brain does that anyway. I don't know what that is
0: about actors. I think we all do that. Yeah, we? totally. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, because I, I
0: like I've never, um like I've you know like I've like i even going back to those Manfred days when I was cast in like um as like Potiphar or like Fusspot, like really small supporting characters. I always treated them like they were like I was doing Richard the Third. And like which sounds kind of yeah. wanky Looking back on it Like and obviously I didn't You know but obviously I was like You know Whatever way I was But like that's why I, I kind of perceived it And I think When you're doing When you're doing plays Like that's the only way You can do it Because if you It's like It's like nobody thinks That they're a supporting character The same way as Nobody thinks of themselves As an antagonist do You know Like nobody no, like no,
1: Nobody believes They're the
0: villain Yeah like that's and I think if you Like it's that thing of Like if you play A supporting character Like they're a supporting character They're shit and they they, they they fall behind the wayside but if you treat a supporting character like a main role and you could always see it as well you can always see when actors do that like when they oh
1: you can you
0: know like when they when they fully um embrace that like that it's their play it's their film it's their you know it's their show um i can't remember what my question yeah. was oh no i do remember what my question was it was talking about dropping out but then it was like and then you were you, you, you then were like, we got sidetracked <laughs> Um,
1: oh yeah it was about dropping out and about how I could never drop out because nobody could ever take my place (laughs) because I'm an egotistical maniac self-obsessed selfish uh, wanker (laughs) you're
0: you're an actor darling Um, so say there's time travel exists right and you were able to travel to uh, back in time to the very first day of the Lear before you walked into the building and you had the opportunity to stop yourself on the street just outside the building and say, give yourself one solid piece of advice or what would you give yourself?
1: <laughs> okay, um... Honestly, what I would say, like, none of it matters Yeah You know, none of it matters Um, no one's opinion matters your opinion really doesn't matter. Like your opinion on yourself, that really doesn't matter. Your opinion on other people, that really doesn't matter. Like plays, they really don't matter. Like, like, like it's not, nothing's the end of the world. We're not doing heart surgery, no one dies. Um, None of it's real. So stop, like, yeah, none of it matters. The only thing that matters really in the entire world is um in my opinion is like happiness
0: yeah
1: happiness contentment and enjoyment they're really the only things that matter mm. at all in the whole world everything else is just self-inflicted pain like it, when you when you put like when you put such importance on other people when you put people on such high pedestals above you um, and you give their opinions and their when you give their opinions weight and when you allow those that weight to sort of sit on your back and like compress your spine and make you smaller than you are you do that to yourself it's not them you know it's mm. it's you yeah, making them smarter. it doesn't Matter you like thinking that you do badly like that doesn't matter, you didn't kill anyone,
0: yeah,
1: you know, um if you think a show went shit that doesn't matter. if somebody tells you you are the most bo- i've been told this before i've been told I was the most boring actor somebody has ever seen in their life, <laughs> and like and, and at the time, it actually didn't really matter at the time because I was like,. <clears throat> That doesn't, that really doesn't matter.
0: That's such a good piece of advice, though, because, like, that's something that I remember, I'll always remember Brian Burrow saying to us about, because we were talking, I think one day, somebody was sick or somebody, like, you know, wasn't feeling great, and I think we were all in a bit of a lull, and he was saying, he was like, listen, we'll mind you. He's like, we'll look after you. It's grand, and he was like, and it's so funny, he's like, it's so funny, because, like, we all, get, we all get built up into this sense of, like, really working hard and like really like giving, giving it the socks and we all take it so seriously and we all put so much into it he says but then the second something goes wrong or the second something happens that you're just like it becomes inconceivable that you can go ahead with it, ahead with it. or you can kind of like somebody you might come off and you've done a shit performance and like your head is just all and then we always say the same thing we all go like it's just a play like it's just a yeah. play like I said that during the week to one of my <laughs> classmates I was on the phone with my classmates during the week and we were chatting about it and they are having a struggle with something and I just said listen it's just a fucking play I was like nobody gives a shit like as in like it's it's important to us that's all it's that's that's all it's important yeah. to. Us. like
1: it's important to us right now I, I doubt this will be um like I'm sure that yesterday your showings were deeply important to you guys mm-hmm. and that's and that's so valid and, and they and course that you're allowed to put um <clears throat> emphasis in, in and import on anything you want to yeah but in two weeks time I doubt you're gonna care like we did the showcase the, the digital showcase and we all got so stressed it was awful we all had to figure out how to do like self-tapes that didn't feel like self-tapes that felt like a live performance and we all had to find like costumes we all had to figure out how to work over zoom and we were all so stressed everyone there were there were tears and everything right yeah we were all so stressed and then shauna sent it out and now it doesn't matter no and you know and like and honestly it's impossible to avoid stress it's impossible and all we can do is try to make things like like as like, the, we have to, all we can do is try to put the least amount of stress on ourselves as we can. Yeah. Because it's impossible to avoid all the time. Like, the smallest things will stress you out. And that's so fine. It's okay that you're getting stressed. But, like, when it starts to overcome you, when you start to think that you are possibly the most useless and worthless person to ever have lived that's when you have to remember that it's just a play yeah it's just a play or it's just a class it's just a showing Mm. none of it matters there are no stakes no like this your life isn't ruined yeah you're fine you are okay it's all going to be fine you're only there to learn like you being a bad actor is not is not actually bad yeah. A, you're probably just making that up because you're insecure. Mm. But B, if you are actually a bad actor, that's fine. That's why you're in drama school. You're there to learn. If you, if your teachers keep yelling at you, because not that and the teachers don't yell, right? <sighs> People who don't go to the theater, the teachers don't actually yell. That's just like, that's just. Uh, I'm sure whiplash actually happens somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter their opinions of you doesn't matter. Your opinions of yourself really don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be the best advice I could
0: give myself. Like yesterday I remember I was oh this is such a funny story. This won't be included in the in the clip, but I just it's a funny thing.
1: Tell me, tell me.
0: There um so I after so afterwards, uh I after the showing I put my phone in flight mode because we were having a drink with Caroline afterwards to kinda of have a chat. And I put my phone in flight mode because I was like, so many people are going to be messaging me. I don't want to deal with that right now. And I just like, flung my phone onto the bed and I didn't look at it. And for about an hour, I was on the call, with Car- we were on the call with Caroline. And then I was like, I suppose I better respond to my fans. And I think two people text me. You and David Rawl, and nobody else. I think, actually no, sorry. <laughs> Kia Ki and Patty had both texted me as well, sorry. So it was four people. But... I genuinely, like there were 60 people watching our play, I genuinely felt, I thought that there was going to be like an avalanche of praise coming my way. And not even because I felt like I did a good job, but just because that's the thing you do after a show, you tell people well done. And if you really think that somebody did really well, you properly tell them well done and you you kind of often drunkenly direct a whole myriad of (laughs) praise their way
1: corner
0: them you corner them and in in the pub and you grab them by the shoulders and you're going like you were fucking amazing and then it was I actually genuinely though I think it was one of the best things that could have happened because it suddenly dawned on me that nobody actually cares like people will enjoy it people will think you know you were good people think you were bad but like it actually doesn't really matter what they say because No. Nah. Like you can't like, cause that and that was the first time for me that in second year that that's happened that we've done a showing and I've gotten no like immediate like floods of response and praise because we couldn't go out because obviously because the the restrictions but like, like it was such a nice sober moment because I was like oh good because for a moment my ego went completely unchecked like I I completely allowed myself to believe something ridiculous that I would never like that I would never even question to happen. And then and then, and then then it just hap- It didn't happen. And I was like, brilliant. I was like, that's great. I'm delighted that happened. Because as much as I, like I miss going out and I miss going to the pub and having the chat and like celebrating. But I definitely felt like it was a really useful experience for me because I, all of a sudden I was like, I'm, ne- like, I'm not always going to get that. That's not always going to happen. And it's really like, because so much of the time when you get that, it's because people feel like nearly obligated to tell it to you. Um, unless they have yeah. unless they have a chat with you And they, you know Yes, so my final question So Rowan in your year uh, He took yeah. me out for a coffee When I was in very early days of my first year And he had a chat with me And I think Because I, I was being a bit of a prick I, I, don't know, I don't know what I was doing But I was kind of a bit I was really hyper And he said to me He said to me that uh, Always try to remember where you were When you got the call from Lachlan To say you got in and I feel like it's always been such a special thing because it's like, like I remember exactly where I was like, but I, and like, you wouldn't even be doing something. like I was just in my room with Chief in Dublin and like, I was, we were just sitting on the bed and I kind of, I, but like you're never doing something that's profound, but it always becomes such a, like an important moment for you.
1: I was, um, I was in bed uh, here in Cork and the call woke me up because he woke, he called me at like 9 AM. <laughs> It's like uh, I'm fairly certain I was I think I was the first call because because just because my name comes first alphabetically in yeah. our year so I think I was the f- I was either the first or one of the first calls that he made and, and so and he was like hi Emma and I was like oh hi Laffin," and then he was like uh how are you and we had like this weird small talk conversation the, <laughs> the offer. We had, like, he was like how are you and I was like I'm good, I'm good, how are you? He's like, I'm good, I'm good, enjoying the weather? Yeah, I'm enjoying the weather, it's sunny, yeah, it's very sunny. It was that kind of thing, for like, maybe 30 seconds. That's And then he was like, yes, we loved uh, loved what you did last Saturday, and I think this was the Monday, maybe, Mm. or the Wednesday, I don't know. And then he was like, and we'd love to offer you a place in the Lear if you'd like to accept, and I was like, oh! (laughs) Thank you! (laughs) And so... I just went like, and then I, and I had a little laugh. I was like, and then I remembered, I remembered hearing these stories of other people getting the call and how they would like cry. So I was like, I'm in my brain. I I had the phone up to my ear and I was like, maybe I should be crying. And so I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, cry, do it, cry. And he was still on the phone. I was like, maybe he wants to hear you crying. Yeah. 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 So I was like, okay, I'm getting emotional and, um, but, like, I will, I didn't feel emotional. I kind of felt really, whenever I get big news, I'm always so bland. I'm like, oh, cool. That's <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Nice. And then he was like, are you waiting to hear back from anyone else? I was like, yeah, unfortunately I am. I'm waiting to hear back from this place and this place. And he was like, okay, cool. Uh, whenever you hear back or whenever you made a decision, let us know by this date. And I was like, thanks, Lachlan. That's so sweet. I will let you know. Um, I really appreciate the offer. Um, thank you so much. And then, uh, and then I put the phone down, and like I had, so I and I had like tears in my eyes. And then I looking at myself in the mirror, and I was like, hmm. And uh, I just like I just sat there, and I just like smiled at myself for like five minutes. And I just I just I just sat there smiling, and I was like, huh. And then I went downstairs. I didn't mention it to anybody. Um, I went downstairs. I made myself a cup of tea. I drank the cup of tea, and then I uh, brought. And then I decided I was going to go for a walk. And so I got Mary, my dog. And um, I got texts from Adam and Si. first of all, who were both in my foundation, and they both got in. Yeah. Um, but they were both texting me, sort of asking if I'd heard anything. And I was like, um, not yet, uh, I'll let you know. And then like an hour later, because I didn't want to upset anyone, because what if they totally, didn't get the yeah, call? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to upset anyone, I was like, I'll wait until it's later in the day when they've got through the alphabet yeah. to tell anybody. So I, And so I went to my lovely walk with Mary, Smiled the whole time. Um, he was in a great mood because he was having like he was having an update because um, I think he's uh he's like uh, he had like a hundred different types of cancer. But that day, for some reason, all the information was down, so he was in a great mood. So we had a great walk, and at the end of it, um, myself and Adam, Adam had a call and we had a chat about it. And I was like, "Yeah, I was offered it." And he was like, "That's wonderful. I'll let you know how I get on." So, um, yeah, I do remember it very vividly. And then mm. I came home and I was like, I told my mom, well, whenever I tell my parents really big news, it's always really like... Yeah. So uh, And so I was like, yeah. So uh, they offered me um, uh, a plate on the BA. And they were like... Oh! <laughs> whenever I get big news, they're always like, oh, are you delighted? And I'm always like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what, I am, I am, I am. I'm I'm delighted.
0: It is really weird though, I mean, isn't
1: it? It's weird, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's weird when you kind of get big news like that and sometimes you're like, yeah. Cause I feel like it takes so long for that kind of news to set in yourself that you're just a bit like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. I decided to take it sort of, I always make my decisions kind of last minute. I always make decisions on a whim. Hmm. I always think about them for ages. And then um, I will make the decision in this in the moment I'm writing the email. I will make the decision. So that's what I did, and I said yes, I'd like to take the place. And they were like lovely. And then they sent me, you know, they send you all those forms to fill out. Yes, and like I didn't do it. Like I, am really bad with that. If somebody send me a form, like I'm not going to fill it out unless they. And then they were like a week before school started, they were like, hi, so you haven't filled out any of these medical forms, and you cannot attend if you don't fill them out. So I was like, oh, fine, whatever. And so I did.
0: And I think that's a good spot to end on.
1: Yeah, that was a long interview.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, no, it wasn't, uh, because the actual interview is going to be an hour, not three.
1: (laughs) You are right. The actual interview is going to be an hour. Not, it's nearly, it's... (laughs) We've been talking for 3 hours and 47 minutes Fucking
0: hell It probably won't be that an is hour it, It's definitely gonna it, Like there's no way There's no way I'm gonna keep this under an hour But we'll see We'll see how it goes um, <laughs>
1: Well what you could do Is you could do one that's like really helpful That's under an hour And then you could do a, like a 4 minute um soundbite Of all the things that everybody missed <laughs> Just random <laughs> quotes That make no sense Yeah Anyway,
0: yeah well thank you so much for coming on em lovely to chat to you as
1: always thanks
0: for thanks for having me and there you have it that's all of her all wonderful emma Creener has to offer for you um hope you enjoyed the podcast i'm sure we can all agree she was a fantastic guest um and very forthcoming very honest great to have her on lovely to chat to her as always if you enjoy the podcast uh give us a like and a share head over to our uh, facebook page and you know do whatever you want to do there and um if you enjoyed it leave us a good rating please and have a podcast positive rating if you could and um yeah hope you enjoyed the show guys and i'll see you again next week for another entry all the best good luck